Hi, this is Frank from Monterey Storage. Happy holidays to everybody. Happy holidays, Andersonville. This is Jamie Kelter Davis. I photographed the Andersonville guide this year and it was so awesome getting to know your neighborhood and photographing all your beautiful sites. Be on the lookout for the guide in early 2021 and stay warm and safe. Thanks. Happy Olive Days from all of us at City Olive. Come on in and shop 5644 North Clark Street. Happy Holidays from Jameson Loves Danger. Happy Holidays from Tanner and Ramona at Uncharted Books. Happy Holidays from Deflowered Bakery. We're at 1477 Balmoral and we love you so much. Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays, everyone. From Heal Veterinary Clinic. Thank you for all your support throughout the year. All the best for 2021. Happy Holidays from Transistor. Please come and join us here during the holiday season for all your gift needs at 5224 North Clock Street. This is Scott Martin from Simons and Svea wishing you all a good Yule and Gat Nyator. Happy Holidays, everybody. Keep calm and glug on. Skull, good Yule. Oh, wait, I gotta take my mask on. Come by and buy a bottle of glug. 32 ounce of growler glug and a 99 ounce bottle of glug. This episode is brought to you by Great Lakes Clinical Trials. Located at the corner of Foster and Ashland in Andersonville, Great Lakes specializes in the study of investigational medications to treat health issues of the brain and body, as well as the recent affliction of COVID-19. Great Lakes Clinical Trials is participating in a global COVID-19 vaccine study that will be delivered to the Chicago community. For more information on their current studies, including the COVID-19 vaccine, visit GreatLakesClinicalTrials.com or send them a message on Facebook. Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle. Today we are joined by Lamanda Joy, president and founder of City Grange. City Grange is a social enterprise garden center working to promote social justice and the good food movement while aiming to provide an authentic, rooted, friendly, functional, and community building experience to their customers. Right now, City Grange is in full on holiday mode, selling Christmas trees and holiday containers for delivery, curbside pickup, or on location shopping with safety measures in place. Visit their nearby location in Lincoln Square at 5500 Northwestern or shop safely online at citygrange.com. Welcome, Lamanda. How are you today? Well, I'm good. I'm a, a little little uh, tired because it's first day of Christmas tree sales. We've been having a lot of fun. Yeah, we're recording this on Black Friday, so we're all just coming off our turkey slumber, I think. And like you said, <laughs> Christmas is full steam ahead now, right? <laughs> That's right. We all need some Christmas cheer this year. Holiday cheer, I should say, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I've noticed, of course, uh, I feel like my entire section of my neighborhood put up all of their lights like a week and a half ago. <laughs> Just as early. Everyone's a little yeah. early this year too. It gives us something to look forward to. Of course. Um, so we usually like to start each episode with um, having you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background. So what did you do before starting City Grange? Well, I spent many years in the corporate world and uh, the creative agency world, and I left that in 2011 to run a nonprofit that I had started called Peterson Garden Project. 
Um, so I did that for a decade, and I just recently stepped down as executive director for that. And uh, we started City Greens last year. So I've always loved gardening, and I've managed to find a way to make that a key part of my daily existence. Yeah, so City Grange opened its first location on Western, um, as you said, you know, in April of 2019. What was that experience experience like opening opening that that shop there? And how did like how did the initial concept come about? And then how did you see it kind of come to fruition? Well, you know, as I said, I had uh, founded and ran a nonprofit called Peterson Garden Project, where our mission was to teach everybody how to grow and cook their own food. So um, I had a lot of experience with my gardeners uh, when we've had 10,000 people in the program over a decade. So a lot of gardeners um, going to different garden centers and not getting good plant material or not getting good education and feeling discouraged. And I just thought, wouldn't it be great if there was a way to combine a garden center that sort of had the same values I had in terms of organic and sustainable as well as education. So new gardeners or any gardener could go and feel like they were being set up for success. So that was the concept behind City Grange. It actually took about eight years to get that off the ground just because I just did. You have to find the right location and you have to have contiguous outdoor space with retail space. But we opened in 2019 and it's been a wild ride ever since. And I know when we were looking around, so on the City Grange About page, you do state that you ultimately believe the world would be a better place with more gardeners in it. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, like I said, I've seen so many people learn to become gardeners over the last 10 years. And I think it's, um, you know, maybe aside from religion, it's one of those things that is good for everybody. Uh, it's kind of the great equalizer. You know, the sun beats down on everybody. The rain falls on everybody. It provides mental health benefits. It allows people to have access to fresh food. It allows them to connect to their, their community or, you know, either in their home garden and learning from other gardeners that are around them or in a community garden. And there's just really nothing wrong with it. And I have seen um, just communities develop and grow and I've seen it across the country You know, I speak all over the place and I'm, you know, connected to a lot of different garden bloggers and garden communicators. And, you know, it's just sort of a secret, uh, secret weapon, I think, and making the world a better place. And I want to do my part to introduce as many people to it as possible. You know, and obviously, you know, we've had to kind of make some, you know, kind of shifts in our, in our in the way we do business since COVID hit in March. But how has, how have you seen, how has it impacted City Grange? How have you seen kind of people kind of, you know, migrate maybe to more gardening or more planting? Um, and kind of how have you kind of met the needs of, of the people? Well, you know, I think we all small business owners all right now sort of have what I call pivot fatigue. <laughs> like at the beginning of the pandemic, we're like, we need a three-day business plan because who knows what's going on. But we very quickly were able to put um, our products online and people responded to that really well. You know, across the country, 16 million people started gardening this year. So there are a lot of new gardeners out there. And I really hope that we can, you know, keep that going. But one of the things that, um, you know, helped us with our mission of teaching people is, you know, if you have stuff online, you have to go deep versus wide. You can't have, you know, 500 products that you have a dozen of. You have to have fewer products that you have many of. So we uh, really had a great time putting together sort of our dream curated kits for people that would allow them to, you know, get the materials 
get some education on how to use them and succeed. And that was a lot of fun. I think it was a lot of fun for the customers. It was certainly a lot of fun for us. And um, yeah, and we've continued to be able to offer stuff online. We have some great plans for next year to continue with the education and the, the supplies that go with it. So I know I, I was experiencing this spring and summer, a severe garden envy because I just have no, <laughs> no space. It seems like in our garden unit and we get terrible sun and everything mm-hmm. like that. Do you have any tips um, for folks as you know, the, the seasons change and when spring does roll back around, like, are there ways to make a small garden doable indoors? Well, yes, you need a little bit more equipment, you know, you're going to need um, like some sort of growing situation. A lot of people are into sort of home size um, hydroponics right now like small units that have the light and the water nutrients built in. So that's a possibility. I mean, really, you know, light is probably the biggest issue, but there are a lot of really fantastic grow lights that can help you at least grow. You know, you might not be able, you won't be able to grow tomatoes or eggplants or any of that stuff, but you certainly could grow um, greens, lettuce greens, some, maybe some soft herbs like chives or tarragon, Um, You just, you need to use the same principles as you would for outdoor growing. And of course you'd have a much smaller space, but it's, it's for sure doable and very rewarding. And then in terms of, of how customers can, can shop City Grange, you know, um, you've kind of expanded your delivery reach a bit, but then people can come to City Grange. How, what kind of safety precautions have you put in place? Well, at our store on Western, we, we, um, the inside is very tiny. So we have said only one customer at a time can come in. That's basically where we've been doing payments. Although we started taking payments outside as well. They're all cashless. You know, everybody's wearing their masks. You know, once you're outside, it's a little, um, I don't know, safer is the word, but you know, you've got the, the breeze blowing and things like that. So we've just been asking people to maintain safe distance from each other. Everybody's wearing their masks, you know, all of the, the usual protocols, we have asked people just to wait it, you know, wait a minute before they went into the tree yard, you know, in the last couple of days, because, you know, we just want to make sure that things aren't overcrowded, but that's, that's what we've been doing at the store on Western and it's working out pretty well. People are very respectful of each other and I think want to keep each other safe. So that's, that's a joy. And we know you just mentioned it's been kind of crazy today. It's like officially the day to start getting those Christmas trees. Um, So with it being officially Christmas season at City Grange, um, we just want to shout out too that we work with you all to beautify our SSA district year round for those planters. But we especially look forward to the holiday season and you're going to be doing some holiday containers that sort of frame our holiday tree. So we're super excited about that. Um, so what can you tell us currently about the holiday stock of trees and containers at City Grange? What types of trees do you carry? Anything you think we'd like to hear about? Sure. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people either A, have never had a tree before because they've been traveling or they go to someone else's house. So that's been interesting. Or B, have never had to order their tree online. So a lot of people don't understand sort of the difference between three trees so we have three what we think are the best varieties i'll break it down for you real quick the most popular christmas tree is called the fraser fir and it's um got a very strong uh, branch structure so it can hold heavy ornaments the needles stay on so it doesn't shed some trees do i'll talk about that in a second 
And it just seems to be the most popular variety in the world. So we carry those, of course. The next one is a balsam, which is similar to a Fraser. It's a little darker green. The fragrance is stronger and beautiful. It does tend to lose its leaves a little bit more. So we're very cautious about, you know, we pound the trees on the ground to make sure that anything that might be loose is, you know, out of the tree. And then we do it, you know, with every tree, do a fresh cut at the bottom to make sure that it's getting the water that it needs. And the final tree that we carried is called a white pine. And I like, I might be dating myself, but they kind of look like uh, if Grimace from those old McDonald's commercials was uh, green instead of purple, (laughs) you're kind of like that. They're kind of soft and squishy. Those are really good for garland and lights. They're not so great for heavy ornaments, but they're very pretty. So we have those in sizes ranging, everything in sizes ranging from three to four foot all the way up to nine to 10 foot. So yeah, smells great over there. I got to tell you. Have you been selling a lot of nine or 10 feet trees so far? Yeah, we have, um, we have people that have been looking for tall trees. We also have been carrying uh, wreaths and garland and mantelpieces, swag, that sort of stuff. And we have a collection of things if people want to, um, you know, decorate a container. They can buy elements and, you know, beautify their containers like we beautify the SSA containers, but on a smaller scale, of course. So we're, we're pretty ready for people to help make their deck their halls, if you will. And let's talk about proper tree care throughout, you know, the, the, holiday how you know how often should you water what are you checking for and then talk about disposal as well how do people recycle their trees at the end well the important thing is is we're going to do a fresh cut at the bottom of the tree take about an inch off a little disc you want to get that tree in water as soon as you get it home and if you're not going to put it up that day just put it in like a five gallon bucket with water in the garage water is the key thing and you want to make sure that the plant can uptake that so you want to not let the um tree stand dry out you want to check that if you keep watering uh, that helps you know of course humidity has something to do with it too if you live in a you know a Chicago apartment with radiator heat and it's super dry and hot that's that's going to be a little harder on the tree and there's really not much that you can you can do about that other than just making sure it has all the water that it needs in terms of disposal um, you know the city of Chicago has a tree recycling program And we'll be talking about that a little bit more as the time comes. But there are also um, some of the compost um, programs in the city, not city-related, but there are two groups, um, Healthy Soils Compost and Urban Canopy. They can arrange to take your tree and then compost it for you. So they provide the pickup if you don't want to put it in the alley or you don't have a situation where you can put it in the alley and have the city pick it up. And then I know, um, so a little bit different, if folks are just nervous, they really want to get a, you know, a fresh tree from you all, but they don't want to pick it up in person. Can you talk to us a little bit more about the delivery service City Grange has going for trees? Yes, absolutely. So we learned early in the spring, we tried to have just sort of a limited delivery area, but people were so interested in what we had on offer. We now delivered to every zip code in the city. So uh, we can deliver a tree and some of any of the other products you want to get from us, containers of joy or garland, you know, whatever. It's all available online. Or uh, we also have a curbside uh, situation where people can order ahead of time. They get a time slot. They get an email. We're very proud of our IT elves. They can um, pull up 
go to the email, press a button. We're notified that they're there. We can come out and take care of um, loading up for them. We are asking people if we're tying trees on the top of their cars for safety precautions, we're asking them to vacate the car just because it's sort of a, everybody's kind of close. The windows are open, you know, you're tying the tree, you have the doors and all that. So yeah, curbside delivery, you know, if you feel safe enough to come in, we're following all the protocols, please come visit. It's beautiful, but for everybody that wants to be safe at home, we'd be happy to make your, your holiday happen for you. Yeah. And there's just something, I don't know, there is something magical about going to a tree lot, right. And just seeing everything and really experiencing the season. And I know that's so different this year for everybody, but it's really great to hear that folks are being courteous. Um, I know I saw that um, TK photography is working with you all for their like holiday mini sessions. So you've had some families in there taking photos. Has that been fun too? Yeah, that's great. We started that last year and it was, it was fun. Last year we had more areas open where they could do their photography, but this year, you know, it, we had it planned and it started the day after the governor's day at home order, you know, kicked in. So we're like, well, how's that going to happen? But we just made a special space in the back where they could take the uh, photos or away from the staff, away from customers, because the families wanted to not wear their masks for their photos. So photographers were still wearing them, but we had a nice little area with a cute bench and the photos are just so sweet. We've seen a few, we've been tagged on a few on uh, um, Instagram. We had some customers come in today saying that they'd been here last week and they wanted to come back. And that's really fun. We love collaborating with other local businesses. And let's talk about your second City Grange location in Beverly. Uh, can you tell us how that location came about and how that's been going? Yes. Well, last May, somebody on Facebook um, posted, I love City Grange, come to Beverly. And I was sort of just Facebook flirting with them. I'm like, find me a vintage auto body shop and I will. And they did. So we did. And we (laughs) opened that location in this great 1928, beautiful building. It's just as cute as the one we have here on Western. Different, but really great. A little bit bigger. We'll eventually have a cafe in that location. We tried this year, but there's just too many obstacles with, you know, the city not being open and, you know, just life. So We'll have a cafe at that location. It's really fun and beautiful. Um, it's a little more, since it's bigger inside, about almost twice the size of Western on the inside. We have more um, house plants there, more gifty things, etc. And we also do all of our full service floral out of there. So one of the, um, our store manager used to work for 20 years as the manager of a new leaf, which is a venerable Chicago florist and event space that just went out of business. The owner retired in January. So we were very excited to have her join the team. So it's beautiful. It's, you know, it's, it's not the first child like Western, you know, so it's a little, little different, but it's, it's really, it's really magical and, and fun. And kind of, do you have any other kind of expansion plans for 2021? Yeah, I have a lot of plans. It's just hard to tell which uh, which ones are the right ones to pursue. Um, we have been looking at additional properties in other neighborhoods. You know, the trick for us is that we look at a lot of old auto body shops because they have small interiors and big exteriors, you know, where cars parked. And those often have um, environmental remediation issues. So transactions, you know, take a little bit longer, but we are looking at future locations I'm not sure if we're going to be able to open another one in 2021 or not, just because this year has been so crazy. 
but we also um, have started this year delivering houseplants. And so we're going to continue with that. We're going to do the floral, like I mentioned, the custom floral for events and online ordering. We're probably going to be um, having a subscription service set up for that fairly soon, mid-December. And uh, we want to expand a little bit more into the ways that we can offer um, delivery for people. So we're going to be doing a little bit more uh, different product mixes so people can get the products that they want. They know that they can trust our, our choice in plants and then can have education to go with it. And this spring, we're probably going to do a very, hopefully very robust um, educational event uh, in, in March. So we can help, um, you know, that not all 16 million new gardeners, but a big chunk of those new gardeners um, get the education they need to make 2021 successful and hopefully, you know, make them all lifetime gardeners because the world is a better place with more gardeners in it. And yeah, speaking of those, I know you've been running a lot of virtual um, kind of uh, sessions and events for folks to learn. Do you have any coming up this month in December that you want folks to know about? Well, we do have one on December 2nd. I think it's probably a little too late for this information, but we're doing um, our DIY branch box, um, a class with our plant boss to show people how to use those in containers, window boxes, what have you. And then we are starting a series called Houseplant Happy Hour that's going to happen either on a weekly or um, twice a month basis where we will have our resident houseplant dude, Alex, answer basic questions for uh, people that want to have a little greenery in their home but maybe haven't been um, houseplant parents yet. So uh, we don't have those on the schedule, but we should have those up by next week. But we're really excited about that. And then, of course, in the spring, we're doing this learning event, but we'll also do, we had a lot of fun uh, collaborating with the Chicago Bungalow Association this year, doing classes specific to bungalow gardening, you know, like the type of uh, plants that look good in that environment, what to do with a shady spot, what to do with sort of a, you know, dry spot along the house, so answering some questions there. So we'll be doing more of those classes and more DIY landscape classes as well. Which of the three trees that you mentioned, kind of the balsam, or I guess it's between the balsam and the and the fraser fir, which which do you have in your own home, or or would would be your favorite? Well, I know that fraser is ever the world's favorite, but I have to say I'm a little crushed this year on the white pines. They're very, they have a lot of personality. They're soft and fluffy, and I think you know if I had time to have a tree this year, that would be. I might give that a shot this year. So with the white pine, you know, you said it's it's. You know, too delicate for ornaments. Um, if someone wants to just have that up in their home, what? How would they? How would they decorate it? What would that? Well, it's okay for ornaments. It's just not okay, okay. for heavy ornaments. You know, like heavy if someone gives you like a big glass, you know, twenty twenty with your name on it type of ornament, or you know, a potter makes something, that's not good. If you just want the, you know, like the shiny Christmas ball type things or lights or garland, it's it's great for that. Totally fine. Okay, great. So, so Laura, you can put like a feather boa around it and it would probably be great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and a disco ball on top. <laughs> I mean, some folks get real creative with these trees. Mine's like pretty much looks the same every single year, but that's fine, right? So we did the spray snow for the first time on the tree oh, last wow. year. So, uh, oh. so flocking is the technical yes, term the flocking. for that. Exactly. Yeah. We flocked, we flocked the tree. So 
that was fun. Yeah, but speaking of disco balls, I was just talking about that last night because, you know, because who knows what New Year's is going to bring, right? So I was like, we all need to just like get our own personal disco ball to hang in our homes <laughs> there you this go. year to That's dance a good idea. alone by. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right. So our next one is, what is your favorite garden themed gift to give? Hmm. Well, we've got a lot of really fun things. I mean, I, I helped pick them all. So I would say there's one I really like right now. That's um, this fun frost. It's called the frosty fern. It's not really a fern, but that's what it's called. And we found these cute, like gold speckly pots. So we say that he's uh, getting ready for his, you know, going out to party in his speckly pants. So that's really cute. We also have some, uh, an air plant assortment that I like that comes with a fun sprayer. So I don't know. Plants are a great gift, you know, because they just brighten everything up. You know, there's nothing that makes your space feel more alive than a plant or maybe a pet, but we don't do that. I know. I was just thinking, um, I was trying to decide what to send to my mom this year. And she used to go to Hawaii um, often. And so I thought maybe I would send her a coconut palm this year to kind of remind her of, of those trips. So Oh, that's a nice, that's a very thoughtful thing. Yeah. So that's on, that's one of the things on my list. She doesn't listen to this. So I was just going to say, I was like, she doesn't, <laughs> she's not listening to this currently, right? She's, she listened to one episode and that was Candiality. And that was, that was of all of our episodes, that was the one she listened to. So, <laughs> and this is episode like 122. So she would have to pick up a whole lot. So it's true. All right. So our next question is, do you prefer digging in the dirt or chopping your homegrown vegetables? Gardening or cooking? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the prep, the sous chef part of it all, the prep work. Well, I, I garden so I can cook. You know, I'm, I'm very much a food gardener, although um, I used to say before we started City Grange, I used to say, if you can't eat it, why bother? But uh, my uh, business partner, Joan, our plant boss, is uh, very much a flower gardener annuals and perennials and all that. So I've changed my tune a little bit in terms of that, but I would say that I don't think you can have, I don't think you can dig in the soil and grow things without cooking them. So I don't, I'm going to have to go 50, 50 on that one. All right. That's a good answer. Um, right now, I, see, cause I just, like I said, want a garden, can't have one yet. So I'm, I guess I would have to answer chopping, but hopefully soon it'll be both digging in the dirt and chopping. Laura, do you have a preference? Well, Neither, both. <laughs> um, I like both. I, you know, I like I like doing both. We had we didn't get to use it much this year because we were um, out of our house and renovating. But we have we have a garden on the on the side of the house where we have you know where a bunch of kale grew this year. So um, we were able to have a lot of listento. So that was good. All right. Our next one is if you could encourage amateur planters to start gardening, what are two items or plants you'd recommend they try? Well, you know, my suggestion for new gardeners is always try something simple so you get the hang of what plants look like when they're growing. And I would say, you know, herbs, easy. You can grow chives, you could grow tarragon, you could grow borage, and then you get the pleasure of growing it and eating it per our previous question, but yeah, I would say herbs are good. You can also grow herbs indoors. So, you know, it's not, 
it's not just for those people that have a little patch of earth where they can put something in outside. So uh, we, you know, we we had ordered like seed packets. I guess at the right at the start of you know quarantine to kind of get get some herbs started, and um, we had small children doing it. And the, I think the tendency was to to stuff as many seeds in the soil as possible. To like they mm-hmm. their their theory was that would definitely make make a plant grow, but that did not work out. What are your tips for um, for starting? You know how you know is it the Kind of one or two seeds you have a little like poke a little hole you put them in and, and water them um what's your tips for that well the really important thing to know about planting seeds is reading the directions for how deep to plant them for some reason and i've seen this hundreds of times if i've seen it once people love to just shove stuff as far down into the ground as their finger will reach and that doesn't really work very well for the seed so I would say read the package plant them at the depth that they require and then you know if you get over ambitious and pour 10 seeds in the properly you know the proper depth and you get too many you can you know get a little snip and just snip out the uh, ones that don't seem as strong and eat them if you want and then you know let the uh, main seed go so it's not the end of the world if you put too many in as long as they're at the right depth. All right. And our final rapid fire question is what is your favorite season? And is that even a fair question to ask you? (laughs) Yes. Well, they're all beautiful in one way or another, but I have to say after a very interesting year, I think my favorite season this year is going to be winter because I need to take a little break. (laughs) (laughs) Totally fair. And for our listeners um, looking to get a tree, can you just, you know, remind everybody one last time, kind of, um, you know, your open hours, when people can stop on in, when, you know, I don't know how you can anticipate kind of demand this year, but if folks should come out sooner rather than later, um, just just some last bit of advice for folks. Sure. Well, um, City Grange, both locations, 5500 Northwestern uh, and 1818 West 99th are open seven days a week during the holidays from 10 to six. We do curbside and delivery every day of the week. I would say if you want to get something delivered or pick it up curbside schedule sooner rather than later, it's been very popular, but uh, we'll be selling Christmas trees and greenery and everything until we don't have it, have any left. So, so buy it all, please. That'd be great. And we had, we had our Christmas tree last year from city Grange and we'll get ours again, hopefully on, the fifth, I think, no, wait, the fourth, that's what I'm going to schedule my pickup for. Um, so it was a, it was a, it was a beautiful tree last year. It held up really, really well. I can, I'm a, I'm a person who hates a lot of Christmas needles that did not shed a lot. So I was very, I was very pleased with my Christmas tree last year. Good. Did you get a Frasier? I did get a Frasier. I like the balsams, but my child, my, my, my 12 year old daughter only likes the Frasier. So I won one year with a balsam and she, she was like, no, that's the only chance you get with those. So (laughs) it's so funny how people are attached to their type of tree. You know, it's really interesting. People that have an opinion about it really have an opinion about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually never grew up with real trees because of, um, asthma, allergies, et cetera, in my family. So when I um, started dating my husband, he was like, we have to get a real tree. It's like important. Like he always grew up with real, more so real trees. So we've always gotten Frasers. And actually the first year we did not get a real tree was this past year when our daughter was born. 
uh, just a couple weeks prior, we're like, maybe we don't want to mess with needles with a newborn and <laughs> we'll have to wait a couple of years, I think, and make sure she knows how to properly not pull on the tree and eat the needles and all of yeah. that. You wouldn't want it to fall over. Or that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joanne wasn't even thinking that. She's like, oh, no. right. <laughs> I was just more so like, don't ingest the needles. But yeah, of course. I have a, or... I have a picture I I have a picture I post every year of um, my parents took it. I must have been maybe two. I'm in a walker and my dad had to build a fence around the tree because I like getting at it. So he's built this little split rail fence. And then there's me with my arm. You know, I'm in my little walker with the arm through trying to get to the tree. So I I can relate. Yeah, we're actually right after this call this evening, my project is to be uh, building a felt tree on one of our adjacent walls to the real tree. So she has a felt tree with felt ornaments that she can mess around with. Oh, that's smart. That's a really good idea. So that's my little do it yourself tonight. (laughs) Okay, that sounds good. Well, this is well, fun. I feel like I could talk about Christmas trees forever, right? It's, 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 it's really true. Yeah, it's true because everybody, you know, they mean they have meaning to them. You know, it's not just the tree; it's everything that goes with it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, um, I, 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 like I've never been without a real Christmas tree, so I don't know. Like even when my kids were, we just we just did it anyway. But they 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 left it alone. They didn't they didn't mess with the tree. But I love a real Christmas tree. I got my you know, balsam scented candle out and it burned all weekend. So, I mean, I guess it wasn't the weekend. It was Thanksgiving. It was just a day, um, all day yesterday. So I'm excited. Well, right on. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Lamanda, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about City Grange, please visit citygrange.com. And you can see all of their posts on Instagram at City Grange. Episode show notes can be found at Andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce and currently recorded via Zoom. We thank you for your listenership. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. We are also actively looking for podcast sponsors to sustain our production. Please email us at info at andersonville.org for more information. Thank you for your continued support, for staying active in our community, and for staying always Andersonville.